Welcome into Hoops Form, production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined once again this week by my co-host Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. We've been telling you for weeks about the 323 Sports famous $55 team packs with four pieces of apparel. They actually have an equally as popular $99 team pack, which gives you more customization and includes some even nicer pieces of apparel including sweatshirts for these colder months. To find out more about what 323 Sports can do for your program, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your basketball program. Today's topic is one that my team, uh, we've been working on it, but I also Mm -hmm. went over the Christmas break and observed a, a D1 program, and they were working on the exact same thing, and then had a conversation with the coaches afterwards, and they said, Um, This is something that that head coach said. I actually had this same conversation with four other D1 coaches the exact same day. And so I figure if uh, five or six of us were thinking about it and working on it, then probably others could benefit from it. And uh, that is the topic of just simply teaching help side defense. Um, Defense, I know, Randy, with you, just like pressure defense, you talk uh a lot about that. And so this is something that um, coaches, I'm sure, are thinking about this time of year and probably – conversations you've had with guys that you're working with through your ramp program sure yeah first glad to be back after a two-week kind of holiday break so so good to see you again and second i'm i'm excited to hear what the coaches you conversed with offered because i'm i'm i have i have my viewpoint but it it's not strongly held i, I could be persuaded of to something better or something that i felt might work better so i'm i'm, I'm eager to hear what you learned um yeah, with the pressure man-to-man defense that I used and and often speak of, your your help defense is vitally important. Like it's, I've talked to coaches who've made um, kind of the switch from um, you know maybe pack line or something to pressure man-to-man, and kind of one of their early impressions when they when they go to pressure man-to-man is like, man, I I never realized how bad our help defense was because like it if we're helping and sealing gaps, like it doesn't really, I mean, it probably does matter to the coach, but like, it's not as exposed what we are two passes away on the, on the other side of the court as it is when we're really extending our defense. And so, um, yeah, it's vitally important. And, um, I'm, I'm happy to share what I, what I, some of the teaching points I use, but I'm also eager to hear some of the things that you, you picked up. Yeah. So this is one of those that we are having diagrams with this. So if you're listening to it, you won't be able to see what we're doing, so I'd encourage you to go back and watch the video version on Randy's YouTube page at Radius Athletics. Um, Randy, talk here about just the first couple of slides about kind of the concepts that I think that a lot of us are familiar with, but yeah. when it comes to explaining them to our players, I actually just did this last night and used your diagrams with my guys, and as I okay. looked around the room, there was almost like some light bulbs that were going on that helped clarify exactly where i'm supposed to be for that help to actually be helped during the possession yeah that that's i think help is one of those things that you want to get sort of just right there's there's perils on either side of the spectrum like of there's perils to like not helping obviously like we're too spread out we're too extended we we you know we're we're, uh, we're too man focused and not enough ball focused there's problems with that. There's also problems with overhelping and collapsing and excessive 
you know, more than one or two guys like really committing themselves to the ball, things like that. Um, there's, there's dangers on either side of that spectrum. So it's one of the things that you want to get sort of walk right on the fine line of just right. And, and, um, and so one of the ways that I, I did that was sort of like, you know, we all do our shell drills where we've got, you know, positions on the court and we're, we're, you know, one pass away, two pass away stances and positions and things like that. Um, I, I kind of used two frames of reference for the way I taught it would, would be that the horizontal line you see on the screen and the vertical line. So player two has the ball in this diagram. Player three is two passes away. So X3 is their defender. And they're the one I'm, I'm talking about. They're, they're, they're two or more passes away. Um, a, the way we sort of made like maybe an extra um, criteria as to where your positioning should be. And that is whether the ball is above the free throw line or below it. So in this diagram, what you see is player two has the ball above the free throw line. Our line rule, we call these our line rules. Our line rule was that if you're two or more passes away, and the ball is above the free throw line, you're on the lane line, as you see X3 diagrammed in, in, this, um, in this picture. The X3 is on the lane line. Um, X1 is one pass away. And the way I taught defense, they'd be, they'd be denying that reversal pass across the top. Um, and and uh, X3 would be on the lane line with the ball above the free throw line. Oh, okay, cool. You got a you got a you got a game picture of almost the same thing. So, um, yeah. So I've got the lines drawn on this uh, on this screenshot. Player two, or or the player with the ball was right where we had player two. There's a corner defender opposite, and you see his defender kind of right on the lane line, but almost one foot in, two feet in, um, but but right there, pretty close to where I would want them. So that's a good that's a good visual with with the diagram. Appreciate that. We've got the four out one in right now. We'll talk about five out too. I know kind of teams are moving towards that and uh, the principle stays the same, but mm -hmm. if you're watching this, probably people are thinking like not that big of a deal. Cause there's a, there's an offensive player standing right there on the block, but this day and age, that's not always the case as I found out just yesterday in our game yesterday. Well, one thing too, with, with, if you would go back to the diagram, the, the X, um, if we're and and again, it's it's kind of it's kind of like uh, maybe unique to the defensive system that I taught was we're we're denying you know if if we had a fourth player on the court maybe to two's right um, and we were also denying them the pass and and we leave our what kind of what we leave to the offense is is skip passing other than dribble penetration but but they can skip they're going to skip pass. And I don't want to be too far in the lane with the ball up this high to where our, our recovery to a, a really crisp, linear skip pass is going to, is going to be, you know, it's is too difficult. So I don't want you on the midline just yet, but, and I don't want you hugged out on X3 because you're, you're going to be the primary helper if two beats X2 to the outside. Um, we'll get to that, but but we we've got to also be thinking of okay, we're taking away their two closest passes, so they they're going to skip it often against us. So we've got to be able to to whack that out. Thinking that's just this day and age, you know, the idea of either shooting on the catch or attacking long closeouts. Yeah. On the defensive side, uh, we make a lot of decisions just because that's the way we've been taught. But 
something that I know that I've learned a lot from you is if our goal offensively is one thing, then we as a defensive coach should think about taking away that thing offensively. And so if I'm, as you said, studying underneath the basket and that ball is thrown with a nice crisp uh, pass over the top, now I've got a really long closeout or I'm just too far away and I'm leaving a wide open shooter in the corner. Yeah. Thanks for going back. For sure. Um, yeah, so here's below, the other below. part of the line rules. Oh, go ahead. Not below the free throw line. Yeah, below the free throw line. Uh, we kind of said at, near, below, like like – I'm not I'm not giving out a ruler or anything like like if it's if it's kind of right at the free throw line or or a little bit above it or lower I'm not I'm not it's okay that's that's not the important part the important part is now there's there's a more imminent threat to to the baseline drive so we get a little bit deeper or if we had a if we had a post on that ball side and the ball was on the wing kind of like you know that maybe the guys looking to feed the post and we're trying to front and give and give lob support now it's more imperative that we get on the midline. So our simple line rules were two or more passes away, ball above the free throw line, you're on lane line, ball below the free throw line. When it moves, you move. When the ball moves, you move. So if it gets passed from, say, one down to three, you got to move with the, on, the, on air time of the pass to the midline, two feet in the lane, right on the tape in the middle of the court. Concept that I heard one of the coaches describing that, that I was – uh, watching and talking to over the break is the idea of your triangle is always moving. And in this day and age when offenses are very rarely dribbling in a stationary position, there's a lot of movement off mm -hmm. the ball, on the ball. The ball is not only moving, but a lot of times the players off the ball are moving. Something that really has helped our players and also keep them accountable is I'm able to go back and watch film and say to them, your point of your triangle is not moving as the ball is moving yeah, that's or as good. your man is moving. The and, way I uh, phrased that with players was like, there's on, on the defensive side of the ball, there is never a time. I don't, I don't use the word never a lot. Like there's, 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 that's a strong word, <laughs> but this might be one time where I did would, would be, there's never a time when, when, when you're on defense and the ball is moving and, or your man is moving and you're not moving. So, like, if the ball moved, you're moving. If your man's moving, you're moving. If both moves, you're dang sure moving. You know, like, uh, you know, so what What I see sometimes is, like, I, I can remember coaching and saying, hey, your man's moving, your man's moving, and you're not, you're, you're ball watching, and your man's cutting. And so you lost that triangle, to use your term. Um, yeah, so if your man's moving or the ball, and or the ball's moving, you're moving, period. Mm -hmm. I think the old concept of like see ball, see man, like that was good, but that still ends up resulting a lot of times in like you standing still. And very rarely, like you said, is standing still going to be a good thing. You're either going to be late to a rotation or you're going to be late to closing out to your man when he gets past the ball. Yeah. And, and I think it's a good teaching point and the gist of it is still true. Like you, we, we got to have split visions between ball and man, but, but, there's just but, more to it. Yeah, absolutely. You got to yeah. add to it. There needs to be something in addition to the C-ball, C-man. Yeah, for sure. So now kind of adding to those of you that are watching movement. So can you explain the movement and what happens now once the ball moves from being in that above the line to now it's being driven? 
Very good segue because the, when it's being driven, is the ball moving? Yes. <laughs> so if the ball is moving via the dribble, then you're moving. We, we are moving as, as a defensive unit. Uh, again, this, this wouldn't be the only way out there to help on this penetration or stop it, but this is kind of the way I preferred and the way I taught would be uh, we stay at home ball side. We could stunt like I have drawn there, but like I don't want to overcommit to that. Um, there's there's other ways that X2 could maybe be a helper. I, I'm open to those, but it's not what I taught. Um, but so our rule was all help comes from the help side. So if you just draw the line right in the middle of the court, um, you know, uh, and, and bisected the court vertically, there's there's the right side and the left side in this frame. Two, one player one is on the right side. Players player five and three and four on the left side. So any help is going to come from one of their defenders, not from anyone on the ball side. Simple, black and white, hard to confuse. So all help comes from the help side. And another way that we taught it was low man helps. And X5 is low man. So, um, and in a lot of lineups, that would be our biggest man and our best rim protector and, our, and the hardest guy to score over. So um, that, that's, that's, uh, that's how we would do this. So you see on the bounce, like the first bounce, they move you. The ball is moving. So five, we want to attack that penetration. Like we call it attacking the penetration, not helping, not uh, anything. I wanted that aggressive language to, to get them to be thinking like, go get it. Go attack that penetration outside the paint. Um, so um, that's how you – but that's how you see X5 moving. But if, if, if we help, we got to help the helper. So – what often, what sometimes happens is, is uh, you know, X5 will do their job, but X3 is glued to their man and is not moving when the ball's moving and we're exposed to like a, a little drop pass to five for an easy layup or, so we've, we've got to all move. So if the ball's moving, you're moving. In this, in this diagram, it's moving vis-a-vis -vis the dribble. So move when the ball moves. So we've got to, we've got to help. We call this covering down. X3 has to cover down in front of X5 to take away any drop pass. And if one puts up a wild shot kind of over the top of, 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 um, of X5 who's helping over, you know, some sort of runner or floater, we got to get the backside blocked out. So you got to slide inside that guy. Let me just go ahead and uh, describe for those that are listening. So you have two on the strong side as the draw ball is being driven. I think most of us are not helping from the corner there with shooters. So you have a stunt, um, whatever that means, if that means a step in or kind of a jab at a guy, or you're always already in a gap. I know yeah. probably with your pressure defense, you're not really in a gap. Um, I would guess that we most would be in deny right there. We'd be above the ball and denying the pass down to two. And when the guy drove it, if we stun it, all we're trying to do is to get, we're trying to almost like, fake or bait him into making a pass to two. So I would stun and get him to pass it. And I try to steal the pass back out, but I also wouldn't care at all. If we just stayed attached, like mm -hmm. that's not my job. That's okay. So let me ask you a couple things from this. And I know it can vary based off, but what have you found? What do you like? Um, how long is X one staying with one? Are they bringing two to the ball and staying there until a ball is passed or a ball is shot or is he peeling off or, or what are you doing within your pressure defense? Um, okay. Let me, let me first say a, a, a very big 
um, component for X1 is what we call competing on the second and third dribble. <laughs> like, like one, one gets by you on the first dribble, like you're not going to give up. Like you're, 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 we need you to compete on the second and third dribble, like keep, you know, stick with the guy, stay on his inside hip. And, and so what I don't want is like, I'm guarding the ball. He gets in his eyes and help, you know, like, no, that, that's not what's up. Like I want you to compete on the second and third dribble. Um, and and try to get back in front, try to try to kind of you know stay on the inside hip to where we we don't make that a straight drive. It's a rounded drive. We 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 want to kind of maybe try to steer him toward the corner or the baseline checkpoint. But if it starts to get straight, that's why we have X five there. So you've got to compete on the second and third dribble to try to take away a straight line drive. Now. Uh, if you can get back in front, then 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 X five would just get back and no harm done, right? So if 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 that happens, great. If if we need to help over um, with X five, if they pick up the dribble, we can we could perhaps. I I, I have seen teams and in instances where we trap right there, uh, where where there's two on the ball and, and one of them's a big guy and we've got the ball in a double team. I prefer the guy to peel off when we, when they when they pick up the dribble. Um, so X five peel off. No X one peel off. The original okay. defender rotates. So five now is defending one. In a dead dribble. Sure. <laughs> in a sure. dead, they've picked up the dribble, and now sure. the, we could stay and double team him or get off. But if we are going to get off, I want I want it to be X one. We're not going to leave okay, the ball, and, right? Sure. And then the rotations on the backside would be what. Three stays with five. One with one, we call it finding work. X one would peel off and find some work. Like who's who's out here that's uncovered and just just as long as we get a guy in our uniform, guiding guarding all the guys in their uniforms, we've survived the penetration attempt. That's all I care about. And then a lot of times on the drive, if one sees help coming from five, and if three is able to drop down fast enough which you're training them to do that. So hopefully they are doing that, Sure. but they go and pick it up and go to throw it. Maybe kind of a skip pass over to three or four X four yes. taking the first pass. They, they can, but um, what happens often is four, four in black on this screen will move into the taillights of the drive and I'm one pass away. So I'm going to stick with them. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with them because they're, they're, they're a threat. Um, but they would probably loosen down to the level of the ball, like down toward the free throw line. But if their man moves, they're moving. So we already talked about that. Um, the way the the, re, the rationale behind the help defense that you see on this screen was the the pass. Where if, if one drives, oftentimes this happens with all the denial we're using. It happens without a plan. They're just like fight or flight kicked in, and they put they picked flight and they're taken off, and they don't really have a plan. And I'm not going to give them a plan by X2 helping right in their headlights and giving them like my 10th JV player can make that pass. Like mm -hmm. I want, I want, I want one. If there, there is a pass available to them, but it's the most difficult one on the other side of the court, hardest to see, hardest to execute, most likely to end up in the bleachers on that, this, on the jump skip kind of acrobatic pass out the three. Mm -hmm. Two things can happen there, Tony. If it's, if it's um, 
if it happens early, we can we can do what we call rewind it, meaning we just rewind it, meaning if, if one gives one dribble, maybe two, and then and throws a hook pass out to three, then we've, we've covered down. We can just rewind it, which is just envision just pushing rewind on your tape, on your film, and three go back to – X3 go back to three, five go back to five, and we're, we're good. But if it happens a little bit later, maybe on the third or fourth dribble, a little bit deeper, and we've already committed to, to, to the ball, we've slid inside of five, one is loose and free from – you know, three's probably in a wrestling match with five. X3's probably in a wrestling match with five. Five's walled up at the ball. One is free. Like, he's not – he can just run out. Mm-hmm. It's it's late and, and tough, and it's why getting beat off the dribble is a problem. <laughs> There's really no great solution for. Um, but this is, this is how we tended to work on it. And, yeah. again, I would advise coaches that, like I, – I, this, is, this is what I would describe in basketball as, as – an imperfect moment there's tons of them in every game in every sport of like things are happening beyond what you're coaching Mm -hmm. you have the way you'd like to teach it on the diagram in the practice gym that's perfect world but there's also some just figure it out stuff that that happens in every game whether we want to admit it or not that wasn't coached that's not how we taught it but like hey i don't care as long as someone in red is guarding someone in black Mm-hmm. After we have to put two on the ball for a brief moment, I'm good. I don't. It it can go the way we've described, or it can go some other way, and I'll be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's why, to me, this is where when coaches talk about communication on defense and talking it out and pointing and like just sort of this, even if it's not verbal, but it's just your chemistry as a team it is, and it just sort of happens without anyone even saying a word because of experience and time together i'm okay with that like it can happen one way it can happen the way we teach it it can happen another way but like it just needs to happen i'm i'm okay with that some coaches want to wrestle with like all the this is a very dynamic fluid moment in a game like someone's penetrating we had to it happens fast 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 and like I don't care if we didn't do it the exact same way this possession or that, as long as it got figured out, I'm good. Like it's okay. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love huddle assist with assist. You can get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like lineup data, VPS, and, of course, effective field goal shooting percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Combined with HD quality, automatically captured film from the Huddle Focus smart camera, every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more. I think one of the most important ingredients, if not the most important to play that way, is that you have to have decisive actions. Absolutely. You can't have this floating in between. If guys are decisive and somebody sprints at the ball, that will cue another guy that I need to go make a decisive. It's when you get indecision and you're playing this yeah, way you no that you end up not yeah. guarding anybody. And that's when you give up a lot of shots. And also think too, Tony, like at least at the start, 
philosophically we have a coherent philosophy because what yeah. i see a lot of times with, with 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 some of the coaches i work with or see when i'm watching a game on television it's like i mean i'm sure the coach has a coherent philosophy it just hasn't seeped into his team or her team yet but like the ball is penetrating and every damn body is helping like everybody and like right. there's not it's not like there's then then you're just you know just in k in disarray you know like Whereas this, at least from the outset, again, like I said, I don't want to contradict myself, but like, at least from the outset, this is how we would like it to happen. Right. And what I, what I wanted to avoid or what I wanted was the fewest moving parts as possible, because the more moving parts we have, the more likely one of those parts is to screw it up. So, so like help and help the helper. That's really all I want. (laughs) You know, and we got to rotate out of that. If we do, original defender rotates, or we're going to rewind it. If that's if that's easy as well. I threw this in just to the slides. Those that are watching, just with five out, the principles are all the same. Yeah, I've got players positioned a little bit different, but it's still the same as what Randy just described. Low man helps. Ball was above the free throw line, extended, so X three was on lane line. They meet the penetration outside the lane if they can. Uh, four four helps the helper. Five would probably loosen toward the level of the ball, but their man might move into the taillight. So all the same stuff. A little bit difficult to see here, but Texas Tech doing what Randy described with the low man helping. This is the same clip over and over here. But yeah, so this think- was a baseline drive uh, off of the 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 wing penetration penetration from the wing toward the baseline, and the low man helps does a good job meets just sort of meets does exactly what I would want meets that penetration outside the lane. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you see 25 in white drop to help the helper. They might've overhelped there a little bit, just slightly because, um, rewind it again. 11 is probably guarding the corner defender. 25, what I would want from 25, which you can kind of see him do. He throws his arm out. You can hear his, you can see the coaching in his head go off when he throws his arms out because he's zoning up that backside. He's ready to go to the first pass on a skip. We call that near man rule, meaning if they skip it, the near man's got it. The near man's got it. And 25's got both of those, and he's going to go to whatever. If they were, if that guy who drove baseline skipped it to one of those two, he's going to go to one. 11 would go to the other, and they would exit out or go to the nearest man. I mean, I think if you're watching this, you're seeing like a guy is open and he catches it. But that's what happens. And at the end, we're telling our players, we want them taking contested twos over the top of us. Yeah, what we, I tell we coaches, just can't be we can't be giving up wide open threes or nobody's guarding somebody and it's a straight line drive. Correct. And what I tell coaches all the time is when they when they just express displeasure for that, someone's open and they catch it. I'm like, well, what you want is six players and we don't have them because two are on the ball. <laughs> two are on the ball. So what you really want is six players and that's a violation. So somebody's got to take two and we got to communicate and whack out to the, to the open guy. I'm frequently asked, how do you practice these things? Um, This is one of those where it's set up in a perfect situation so that you do lose a little bit of game like, but it is a, this is at least what we're attempting to get out of it. And I have also found that if you run it long enough or maybe even limit, um, you can't take a shot before the ball crosses the midline twice. You may end up finding yourself getting more game like, as that ball crosses the midline and kind of a little bit, we lose the the shape 
of the original possession and you have a second closeout that leads to a second help situation that then I have found frequently exposes whether or not they understand the concepts. Um, but this is just a one of our small sided games that we run with with the, with our guys. Okay. It's a four Basically, on four. Help comes it. from the bottom. That was a little over help from the corner. And then you have the closeouts and the rotations. So you're basically using the 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 the, the cones at the beginning of the drill to sort of create a penetration for the team in blue, and the team in white now is forced into the ball to, to this this moment to where we've got a help from the help side. Yeah, that's a good drill. Just anything like that is a good way to work on. Uh, giving the offense a little bit of a head start, a little bit of a cheat like this to where we are put into that. So I see right now where you've got it paused. The team in blue is coming downhill. The guy the guy on the ball side, he's in. Maybe to make a swipe or a little stun at the ball. The low man underneath the hoop, he's going to go attack the penetration. The guy pointing and talking who's guarding number 35 is ready to help the helper. This, yeah, this is, this is how you you – can simulate that that moment which here's here's one of my sermons i give coaches all the time coach is this moment is going to happen mm -hmm. in every game uh, every team virginia the best pack line help defense team in the country still gets dribble penetrated go mm -hmm. watch a game it probably happens within the first two minutes of the game it's going to happen so i would I guess the the way my thought process and what I try to is like a lot of coaches spend a lot of mental energy and practice minutes working on stopping dribble penetration and maybe not enough working on what we're talking about because they're still living in this world that we can stop it. We can go a game and we're not even good. The ball's not even going to get bounced inside the three-point line one time. That dream is going to die by the end of the first two minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. So I live in the real world where we work on this more than stopping it because this happens over and over and over and over again. And like elite defenses are very good at communicating and whacking back out and getting matched back up. Mm -hmm. That's the skill. The Toronto Raptors, the year they won the championship, were go back and watch. They were the best I've ever seen at it. They were beautiful at this, and it didn't happen the same way all the time. They just figured it out. Mm -hmm. And putting your team in this situation frequently, often, is the best way to get that sort of chemistry of like, hey, you know, coach has the way he diagrams it, and that's the way he'd like it to go, but as long as this, that's fine. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, that's that would be my parting shot to anyone listening or watching would be get – good at this this is a real world in the jungle skill man like this is a real world skill not pipe dream we would like to never get penetrated skill this is the real world skill and and that's where i threw most of our practice minutes because we're on the line up the line what else are they going to do they can't pass they can't run their offense they're going to take off and drive we're that's that's going to happen <laughs> And I would guess that you didn't mention it today, but one thing that you probably spent a lot of time on as well is just guarding the basketball. Sure. We want to make it bend, a bendy drive, a, a rounded drive, and we want to compete on the second and third dribble. 
and we want to stay in front. But the fact is the offense has the advantage. They have the ball. They say go. Going to get beat. Let's just Mm -hmm. accept that and get great at what happens behind that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of great stuff. This actually came from your newsletter. Can you talk to people about that? We didn't. This was just part of one post that he put out. Can you talk about what you give in those and kind of what those look like? Yeah, so uh, my newsletter is Radius Athletic Extra. It's my Substack newsletter. You can sign up for it with the link in my Twitter bio. One of those links on the link tree will take you to it. Um, yeah, I just periodically uh, put out articles with breakdowns like this on how to handle just sort of basic basketball things, some X's and O's breakdowns, things like that, and some non-coaching or non-X's and O's, non-tactical thoughts as well. So, yeah. Some articles are behind a paywall. Most aren't. So, um, yeah, that, that's how you would get information. This article, which I think was called Help Side Tricks of the Trade. Uh, and then there's plenty of others there, too. Young coaches, it's an absolute must. Older veteran coaches, I would still say the same. You will get nuggets out of it. Concepts even that are familiar. Randy does a great job of like teaching, whether that's through visuals or through just the way that he describes it through cues or terminology or language. So um, I'd encourage you to sign up for that. Thanks to all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch. Just search on YouTube Hoops Forum or Radius Athletics. If you're more inclined to listen, you can go to any podcast platform and search a quick timeout. And there you'll find the full version of the show. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. Thanks to all of you who joined us live. Talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.